You can tell a lot about a person by what they think about the noises that emanate from the bagpipe, a woodwind instrument perhaps best associated with Scotland, but with origins that might date back to the Hittite people from 3,000 years ago. Even if you are not a fan of the combination of melody and drone, July 27th is the day to appreciate this unique musical instrument. Perhaps this is the day you buy one for the enjoyment of your friends, family, and co-workers? I'm Sean Tubbs, and not a cent or shilling is being paid to Charlottesville Community Engagement by Big Bagpipe. On this version of the show, Charlottesville continues to prepare for a school year in which more students will not be able to catch a yellow school bus. Two new members will soon join the Charlottesville Planning Commission, a former member of the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors has died, and Charlottesville City Council hears from the interim city manager on how $14.8 million in American Rescue Plan Act funding could be spent. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, have you been thinking of converting your fossil fuel appliances and furnaces into something that will help the community reduce its greenhouse gas emissions? Your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, has launched a new program to guide you through the steps toward electrifying your home. Thermalize Virginia will help you understand electrification and connect you with vetted contractors to get the work done and help you find any rebates or discounts. Visit thermalizeva.org to learn more and to sign up. Classes begin for Charlottesville City Schools in four weeks, and work continues to prepare for a year in which more students will not be eligible to get a ride on a school bus. A driver shortage has led the school system to expand walk zones that are still being finalized. The school system sent out an email update to parents and guardians on Monday. Here's part of what it said. We are hoping to let families know this week about their current bus eligibility and whether they have a bus request on file. This status update will tell families if their child is in a walk zone or eligible for the bus. The notice also states that priority will be given to families living further away from schools. The actual bus assignments will be released in August. Last week, the city administration told city council that staff is recommending using $500,000 from the city's share of the American Rescue Plan Act to help pay for safety improvements. Here is interim city manager Michael C. Rogers. Uh, we've added 500000 though uh, higher amounts were, were suggested. Uh, in talking with staff, we believe we have other funds in the budget that can uh, actually exceed the amount that has been uh, suggested in the past uh, by some of the communications from people. But this is a high-priority area, and uh, we are offering that uh, for your consideration. There'll be much more on ARPA later in this newsletter. Last week, Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders said the city government will follow the school system's lead. What we're doing is working directly with schools, trying our best to make sure that their priorities are what we prioritize and what we do to help them uh, through this process, because we're seeing this as everyone's issue. Sanders said the work to address safety concerns will continue past the first day of school. 
and then to go beyond that uh, in basically rebooting our Safe Routes to School program. That's what this is really uh, kind of synergizing at this time by allowing all this focus on what we've been doing and what we've been talking about doing. Sanders said there are also conversations with Albemarle about how to collaborate on pupil transportation for special needs students. The school system is also encouraging people to report problem locations using the MySeville app or by phoning 434-970-3333, option two. Two other ways people can become involved are to take a walk along a school route and make your observations known in a Google document that is created by the school system. There's a link in the newsletter. Or you can apply to be a regular or substitute crossing guard or walking school bus leader. Those are paid positions. The school system will hold a final walk and talk session this Friday at Mount Zion First African Baptist Church from noon to 2 p.m. There will also be an online question and answer session on August 10th at 5 p.m. There's a link in the newsletter. When the Charlottesville Planning Commission meets on September 13th, two veterans of other advisory bodies will take their place at the makeshift dais in city space. Carl Schwartz served two terms on the Board of Architectural Review from 2014 to the end of last year. He's an architect in private practice who lives in the 10th and Page neighborhood. Philip Duranzio has been the chair of the Housing Advisory Committee since August of 2014. He's the CEO of Pilot Mortgage, who lives in the Belmont neighborhood. The pair will join three other planning commissioners who were reappointed by council at their meeting on July 18th. Here is Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook. By some accident of history, we wound up with five different count, uh, planning commissioners whose terms expire on August 31st of 2022. By Virginia law, the seats have to be staggered so that terms don't expire all at once. To make that work, they had to technically reconstitute the body and reappoint everyone, even those whose terms were not up yet. Commissioner Hosea Mitchell was appointed to seat one for a term expiring on August 31, 2023. Mitchell served a partial term in the late 2000s before rejoining the commission in June of 2018 to fill an unexpired term. He is retired from a career in the medical business. Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg was appointed to seat two, also for a term expiring on August 31, 2023. Stolzenberg first joined the commission in October of 2018. Seat three will continue the appointment of Lyle Sola Yates, whose term expires at the end of August 2024. Sola Yates has been on the commission since March of 2018 and is the current chair. He works for the University of Virginia School of Architecture. Commissioner Liz Russell will continue in seat four with a term that also expires at the end of 2024. Russell has been on the commission since September of 2020. She's the director of planning, sustainability, and project management at the Thomas Jefferson Foundation. Seat 5 will continue to be occupied by Commissioner Kareem Habab until August 31, 2025. Habab was appointed in June of 2021 and is an architect with BRW Architects. The terms of Carl Schwartz in Seat 6 and Philip Duranzio in Seat 7 will expire on August 31, 2026. The reconstitution of the Planning Commission comes at a time when the city is rewriting the Charlottesville Zoning Code to increase density. 
That's a major objective of both the affordable housing plan and the recent adoption of a new comprehensive plan. A woman who served two terms on the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors has died. Patricia Cook was elected in 1981 to what used to be called the Charlottesville District and was re-elected in 1985. According to her obituary in the Daily Progress, Cook graduated from Lane High School in 1950 and opened a laundry business with her husband in 1956. Cook also had a bridal and formal wear company. A funeral service will be held on Friday. The Charlottesville District became the Rio District at some point during the tenure of Cook's successor, David Bowerman. Bowerman served four terms until retiring at the end of 2004. Mr. Bowerman passed away in March of 2020 while he was a sitting member of the Albemarle County Board of Zoning Appeals. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time for two quick shout-outs. There's one Patreon supporter who wants you to go out and read a local news story, today, written by a local journalist. That could be someone in the Daily Progress or Charlottesville Tomorrow, Seville Weekly, Vinegar Hill Magazine, NBC 29, CBS 19, WINA, The Crozet Gazette, or Bagpipe Monthly. or some other place I haven't mentioned. The community depends on a network of people writing about this community. That includes me, but there's so much more out there, so go learn about this place today. And Code for Charlottesville is seeking volunteers with tech, data, design, and research skills to work on community service projects. Founded in September of 2019, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects with the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. Visit code4cville.org to learn about those projects. Thank you to everybody who supports this program through the Patreon-fueled shoutouts. One big segment to go today, and I'd like to explain that I have been house-sitting for the past few days and weeks, so uh, it's taken me a while to get to some of this stuff, but I'm now back and ready to get to more work. Charlottesville has now received all of the $19.6 million in funding it will get from the federal government as part of the American Rescue Plan Act Fund. Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers gave council an update at their meeting on July 18th. It's been a big help for local governments in terms of recovery from uh, the impact of the pandemic. Council has already appropriated $4.81 million from that amount and has an unallocated balance of $14.8 million left to spend. Money spent so far went to four different categories recognized by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. Of that $14.8 million, $2.28 million was already designated for various uses during the development of the budget for the fiscal year that began on July 1st. For the balance, Rogers has suggested the following uses. For economic development, $750,000 to the Charlottesville-Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau to make up for revenue loss from the decline in meals tax revenue during the pandemic. Albemarle County is also making that same amount of contribution. 
$300,000 for improvements to the downtown mall to be coordinated with Friends of Downtown Seaville. The mall turns 50 in 2026, and Rogers said a task force may be formed to help mark that occasion and to prepare for the next 50 years. $100,000 for updates to wayfinding. $1 million for a strategic investment fund for economic development. $500,000 for the Meadow Creek Trail to close a gap for a project already funded partially by VDOT. Internal uses. $829,000 for equipment replacement. $200,000 for facilities repair. $270,000 to augment the Human Resources Department, including hiring a deputy director and a recruiter and $200,000 to fund council's development of a new strategic plan. Public safety. $1.4 million for additional contingency spending on COVID should the surges in the future get worse. $1.1 million to help the Charlottesville Fire Department with its accreditation efforts, including hiring three more battalion chiefs for a two-year period. $450,000 to help retain personnel in the Charlottesville Fire Department, $50,000 to help retain personnel for the Sheriff's Office, and $500,000 for the Safe Routes to School Fund, which we heard about earlier. Human Service Support $700,000 for the Emergency Assistance Pathways Program, which would include additional rental assistance. $1.63 million for affordable housing and homeless services, $1 million for the Agency Investment Fund, $500,000 for a Community Health Initiative, $580,000 for a Community Arts Investment, $176,000 for the Office of Human Rights to hire an investigator to look into claims under the Fair Housing Act, and $40,000 for an emergency generator for a city shelter that could be used in major catastrophes. The combined $2.63 million for affordable housing and that agency investment fund would be dispersed through a competitive process that would be separate from the vibrant community process the city has used since 2019 to allocate funding for nonprofits. The Community Health Initiative would support public health projects. Here's some information from Deputy City Manager Ashley Marshall. Thinking of this funding as being available for uh, a previously floated idea, the community care team, or something of that nature um, in order to do a really uh, needed and wonderful pilot to see what would be a best support for our community. Council was to have discussed a proposal for a community care team at its meeting on February 7th, but the item was pulled. The topic did come up as part of a council work session on May 2nd. City Councilor Brian Pinkston noted that additional ongoing positions were being proposed to be created with the one-time ARPA money. Hiring, hiring people with uh, one-off type funding like this is something we're trying to be careful of. Rogers said those positions would be proposed to continue into the future, and the city would have to find other funds to cover them. City Councilor Michael Payne questioned the use of $750,000 to go to the CACVB. The city's economic development director said the money would help the destination marketing organization with a current cash flow situation caused by the way it is funded. Here's Chris Engel. There's a two-year lag in the funding cycle, so the money is now, wasn't needed two years ago, it's needed now because that, that cycle is um, playing through. Council got a briefing on the CACVB in June, 
and learned that the agency received $680,000 from ARPA that flowed through the Virginia Tourism Council. Here's Michael Payne. Given that state support, I'm a little skeptical about how much is really needed for the CACVB as well as what specific measurable deliverables we will get for that investment. Council will be asked to take action on the appropriations at its August 1st meeting. There's also an additional $2.52 million for which Rogers has not made any suggestions for how it should be spent. We look forward to, uh, to our dialogue on this. This is a... Uh, meant to be a first start to set us on a direction and to uh, address some things that we uh, uh, we really need to address in, in the coming months and, and thought that these funds would be a, best, a good way to do it. Do you have any thoughts? Let us know by making a comment in the newsletter. And that's another program in the archives. And in a few days, you'll be able to read all of these stories on the Information Charlottesville website that I created to help me keep track of what I'm reporting. If you want to read articles on land use in Charlottesville, there's a button in the newsletter. Click that, you get those articles. What about infrastructure updates, climate action, elections in Virginia? The archive grows each week as I continue going about my business of reporting on as much as I can, as often and as frequently as I can, and of course, trying to set this thing up for the future. Of course, all of this business is supported by readers and listeners under the Town Crier Productions Company that I formed two years ago, and really, I'm still learning how to operate this thing. I'm breaking even, but I'd very much like to find a way to grow, and there are ways to do that. For one, if you sign up for a paid subscription through Substack, The company Ting will match your initial payment. And if you sign up for their services through a link in the newsletter, you'll get a free standard install, your second month free, and a $75 downtown mall gift card. Enter the promo code COMMUNITY for full effect. And I guess I've really made it as a podcaster if I have a promo code. Music on the podcast version of the show comes from the DC sensation Rocky. And you can support their work by paying whatever you can for the album Regret Everything on Bandcamp. My sincere hope today, though, is that someone will go and buy a bagpipe. And if you do, please let me know. If you have one already, record yourself, send me the audio. We'll hear it at the very end of a future installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you very much. Stay safe out there. Uh, Really appreciate you listening. Send it on to people. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. It's great to be back in my own studio here in my own home. But of course, there were chickens where I was. (laughs) 